You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. This week's podcast is a mystery in two parts, with each half separated by 400 years. North Carolina's lost colony has endured as one of the East Coast's longest-running unsolved mysteries, but new discoveries on an old map have given researchers and historians some stunning new clues. Dr. James Horn is our guest today. He's Vice President of Research and Historical Interpretation here at Colonial Williamsburg and a member of the First Colony Foundation. Dr. Horn, thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure. Well, this is such an exciting topic. Before we dive into the new discoveries, I thought maybe we could recap the story of the Lost Colony, just for folks who might not have it fresh in their minds. This is a settlement on the East Coast that actually predates the Jamestown settlement here in Virginia. That's right, about, uh, by about 20 years. Um, it was uh, sponsored by Sir Walter Raleigh, and uh, he um, had uh, ambitions to create uh, an English America, one that would uh, rival in time uh, Spanish America to, to the south. So he had, uh, he, he had uh, a goal to create a, a privateering base to, to look for gold and silver in the mountains, and maybe even a passage to, to the, uh, to the uh, other sea, i.e. the Pacific Ocean. So, so there are a number of uh, objectives that, that Raleigh had. He sent out a... Uh, an expedition in 1585-1586. It was a large-scale expedition, well-manned uh, well and uh, with a whole fleet of ships. It lasted about 12 months and had some success, but, but, but in the end couldn't, couldn't continue. And when that uh, expedition returned in the summer of 1586, Raleigh began planning a second expedition, and this is what we've come to know as the uh, Lost Colony which would be led by a man called John White, an artist. Um, he would be governor of this colony. And that set out in the spring of uh, 1587 from, from London with 118 men, women and children. Um, they uh, returned to Roanoke Island, ran into difficulties, and it was decided that John White returned to England for more supplies and settlers, not to rescue them, if you like, but to uh, reinforce the colony. Um, but he didn't get back for various reasons for, for three years. And when he did return, uh, the colonists had, had disappeared. Not entirely without trace. There, there were clues, uh, but, but we can come on to those later. But, uh, but uh, that, that's the mystery of the lost colony. What happened to those men, women and children? And many theories developed in the interim. For so many years, we had only those very slight clues. What were some of the prevailing theories of what might have happened to those 118 men, women, and children? The, um, the, the uh, major theory uh, that, that uh, has been current for uh, at least a generation um, is that the uh, main body of the colonists, the majority of them, moved off the island probably in the uh, winter or spring of 1587-1588, and moved northwards to the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, that um, is a theory that's really based on the fact that the original destination of John White's colony was not Roanoke, they were going to stop off there, but was the Chesapeake Bay, where there were deeper rivers and that would make a more effective privateering base, it was thought. Um, but of course, as we know, they never made it there, they ended up on Roanoke Island. 
And that theory that they uh, went to the Chesapeake Bay, lived with a group of Indians called uh, the Chesapeake Indians, um, also tells us that eventually the Chesapeake Indians and the lost colonists along with them uh, were uh, killed, uh, wiped out by an attack by the Powhatan Indians about the time that the English arrived at Jamestown in 1607. So that was the end of, of, um, of the lost colonists. What are some of the um, explorations or archaeological investigations that have taken place um, previous to the most recent discoveries that have given us some clues about the settlement on Roanoke Island? Uh, there have been some, although uh, not uh, many have, have been terribly successful. Uh, Ivan O. Hume uh, excavated on the island in the, uh, in the uh, uh, 1980s and uh, discovered uh, a, uh, what, what we come to call a, a, a science building. It was probably the laboratory, very small uh, laboratory of uh, Thomas Harriot, who was one of the principal scientists on the 1585 expedition. Uh, there's a, a well-known fort there at, uh, at, uh, at Fort Raleigh Park, um, which, uh, curiously enough, is called Fort Raleigh. And um, it's, a, it's a small earthwork, really, not nearly large enough to, to be a fort that, that, could, uh, that, that could house, accommodate 118 um, people. So um, the search has gone on. This is something the First Colony Foundation has been involved with over the last uh, six, seven years, the search has gone on to look for the original fort, the, the entirety of the fort on the island, and also uh, uh, the settlement that was there. But there have been other excavations uh, in, the, in the region, uh, particularly uh, up the, um, at the head of the Albemarle Sound, a huge waterway that runs 50 miles into, into the mainland. And uh, the head of the Albemarle are two great rivers, the Roanoke River and the Choam River. And in that area, there have been excavations principally of Indian settlements and uh, been a number of um, successes there in discovering Indian settlements. That, that gives us a better sense of uh, the local peoples uh, at the time of, of the Roanoke colonies. When it comes to theories about the disappearance of those colonists, my understanding is that you developed a theory that actually runs a little bit counter to some of the prevailing theories of where those colonists might have gone. What's your theory and how does it differ from the more generally accepted one? Yeah, my theory is that the colonists, the, the main group, uh, did, did not go northwards to the Chesapeake Bay, but, but headed westwards up the Albemarle to, to the confluence of those two great rivers that I've just mentioned. Um, I think there's all, all kinds of uh, circumstantial, and it is mainly circumstantial evidence for that, at least until relatively recently, I think. Uh, but, uh, but, but it seemed to me much more plausible that they would have headed uh, inland. Um, because inland they would have found friendly Indian peoples, uh, people called the Choanoks who lived on the uh, Choam River. They would have found um, food um, if they could have uh, befriended the Indians. Fresh water is up there. It's, it's uh, an area that would have protected them 50 miles uh, inland, protected them from, uh, from maybe uh, being found by, by the Spanish who were looking for them. Um, the Spanish controlled 
not just South America, but claim North America at this time. And so they didn't want the English uh, trespassing on, on their land, so they wanted to get rid of them. And there was real fear that they would be discovered uh, by, by the Spanish. The, the other um, couple of pieces of evidence that we have dates uh, from, a, from, from the time itself, pretty much. One is uh, a, a rather enigmatic statement by uh, John White. And there is a journal that John White kept that gives us some of the information about the lost colony. And uh, when, he left, when he left the island in 1587 to return to England for help, he mentioned that the colonists intended to move presently, i.e. shortly, 50 miles into the main. And uh, that means 50 miles into the mainland. Well, on a modern-day map, if, if you look at the distance from Roanoke Island to the head of the Albemarle Sound, it's about 52 miles. So it's a, a pretty good indication that he didn't know exactly where they were going, but he had some idea, a uh, clear idea, that they would be heading in that direction. There is a, a further clue from about 20 years later, uh, which is a map which dates from the Jamestown colony period, the early Jamestown colony, dates from 1608. It's called the Zunega map and it's named after a Spanish ambassador to the court of St. James who was a Spanish spy and knew more about Virginia and more about the Jamestown colony than many of the Jamestown colonists did themselves. So he was well connected and he got a copy of a map that had been sent back by the English that um, gives some um, clues as to where survivors of the lost colony were to be found. None of them on the Chesapeake Bay, all within the interior of uh, what we now call North Carolina. So I think that was, that was another firm piece of evidence that we were looking in the wrong direction. We were looking north when we should have been looking west. One of the most suggestive clues that I've heard in connection with the Lost Colony story is the carving on the tree that says Croatan. How have historians and researchers made sense of that? Uh, well, I think uh, initially John White made sense of it uh, from the point of view that, uh, two things, from, from the point of view that Crow or Croatan meant the island of Croatan, which about about 50 miles to the south of Roanoke. Um, a small island that was inhabited by the Croatan people, led by an Indian uh, called Mantio, who had befriended, he was essentially anglicized, he had befriended the English. Um, but I think modern historians feel that, that the entire colony wouldn't have survived there. Uh, it, it, there just wasn't enough space or land or um, produce to support uh, a colony of the size that uh, John White took. Uh, but, but I think there's a very good chance that a smaller group remained initially on Roanoke Island and when they left, they, they uh, carved um, those, those names into the trees and posts. And they also did something else that was important, something or, or didn't do something else. They didn't carve a Maltese cross, a, uh, a cross that would indicate uh, that they had, they'd left in, in distress, that they were being attacked. So John White took from that that they'd left in an orderly fashion. The houses had been removed, which might seem odd, um, but, but it takes uh, a lot of labor to create, to, to put up these houses. So they took down the timbers. The main group would have taken all that 
and the smaller group would have remained initially on Roanoke Island waiting for John White and then perhaps moved off um, to Croatan where they might have felt they'd be safer. And up to this point, this is really all that we know about the lost colony. For 400 years, we had only a handful of clues uh, and really no new discoveries. Tune in next week to hear about a stunning new discovery that was made on a map at the British Museum. Do you have a question or suggestion for the show? Leave a comment at podcast.history.org.